Are you ready for the Word? Band, you're done. Thank you. You may leave. Give it up for the band. Aren't they incredible? We're talking about you are loved. And it's a good thing to know that you are loved. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing to know that God loves you. And I want you to know today, if this is new, a new thing for you, or you've never heard this before, God really does love you. And uh, it's incredible to think that God who created the universe, who knows all things, who said, let there be light and poosh, light came out of His mouth. Boom, light was the universe. That guy loves you. Of, of 7 billion people plus on the planet today, God, who made every one of you, every one of us, loves you individually. Is anyone else's mind blown this morning? That is unbelievable. Listen to this. Listen to this. This, this will blow your mind. The Son, God, who created, not Jesus' Son, but S-U-N, and also S-O-N is good too, but, but S-U-N, the Son is nearly a perfect sphere. That's good to know, not really. The mean radius of the sun is 696,000 kilometres, which makes its diameter about 1.392 million kilometres. You could line up 109 Earths across the face of the sun. The sun's circumference is about 4.366813, which is quite specific, kilometres. Isn't that unbelievable? Now here today, if that makes you feel small, does anyone feel small hearing that? Yeah, I feel small. And I don't wanna make you feel small. I want you to know that you are small. And, and you are small, but God loves you. We, just little old me, just little old you and me, God in the universe loves you. And it is one of the greatest realities that will change your life drastically when you realise that God loves you. 1 John 4, 7 to 12, we're gonna go there. Turn your Bibles there, did you bring your Bible? If you got it, you leather bound Bible. If you don't have that, you got a device, anybody? Yep, okay, good. <laughs> and uh, not all at once. And then we've got on the screen here, we've got a big Bible to help you out here today. But we're gonna read 1 John 4, 7 to 12. And we're reading um, from a man whose name is John. He wrote 1 John. He was, he was the disciple, one of the disciples of Jesus, John. And uh, he was a fisherman and Jesus called him. And he's writing this book. He's not writing this book as a young man. He's writing it as an older man. So actually we're reading from Grandpa John here today. And, uh, and Grandpa John is awesome because Grandpa John doesn't have a lot of time to waste. Grandpa John doesn't mix his words. Um, anyone know that your grandma or your grandpa will tell you how it is? You ever experienced that? My grandma told me I had no brains till I was 25 since I was like 10 years old. So that was very encouraging. But, but my, my, my nan, you know, she would, she would tear you to shreds and then make you a cup of tea. She was, she was a straight shooter. And here we've got Grandpa John shooting pretty straight. He's just, he's just telling these people, how it is, he's writing to the province of Asia, churches in Asia. He's currently based in Ephesus and he's writing this letter as Grandpa John and he wants to make a point because what was happening in the time, there was a lot of heresy confusing the Gospel. 
and what it was all about, making a lot of mixed ideas about Jesus and the intention of the Gospel. And there was a lot of heresy and confusion. In comes Grandpa John with some much needed clarity. And he writes this, 1 John 4, 7-12. He says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who, who loves, I'm sorry, has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God, this is like a drop the mic moment, God is love. Not like love, not loving, He is love. It is the very nature of who He is. So therefore, everything He does is based out of who He is. So when He, any action that comes from God is defined by love because God is love. This is how God showed His love. He showed it. He didn't just talk about it. He didn't just write a poem about it. He didn't just write a letter about it. He showed His love among us. He didn't show His love from up in heaven. He came down from heaven to earth to show us. That's a good God. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is how, this is how, this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. God, we just thank You for Your love here today. We just thank You, Jesus. Let us get caught up in Your love, God, that we would have a, a full understanding of Your love, that we would grasp how wide, how deep, how long, how high, how great Your love is. We just thank You, Lord Jesus, that Your love changes everything. God, that You loved us. You loved us, God. And our love for you is simply a response to that love in Jesus' name. They all said, Amen. Amen. It's awesome to think that God is love because if, if you read a scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it talks about love. You ever read this? Anybody read this? Talk to me this morning. 1 Corinthians 13, you there? You there? 13 is like classic, right? Apostle Paul, he talks about love and, and he's describing love. He says, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And what's awesome is if you take the idea that God is love and you put God where love is written in this Scripture, it reads like this, God is patient, God is kind. God does not envy, God does not boast. 
God is not proud. God does not dishonour others. God is not self-seeking. God is not easily angered. God is not, keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. God always protects. God always trusts. God always hopes. God always perseveres. God never fails. Come on, give God a shout of praise here today for who He is. It's who He is. It's not just what He does, it's who He is. And so I wanna take us through two thoughts here today about this love that God is. God says in 1 John 4, 10, this is love, ready? Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And we live in a world where there's all types of love, right? Like, like we say, you know what? Um, I love you, honey. And then we look at a piece of pizza and we say, I love you, pizza. You know, like who loves food? Anybody love food? Come on, how good is food? Who likes Mexican food? I love Mexican food. Who loves a good piece of steak? You know, just let's go. I, I love it. I, I love food. I'm not apologising about it. I, I love food. I can eat a lot of food and I will over Christmas. And you should too. You know, we love, we love sport. Who loves sport? I love sport. My wife, not so much, but I love her. And that makes up for her. Love, love. You know, we, we use the word love. You know, a, a young teenager's dating. They're like, I love you. And you know, they don't even know what love means. <laughs> I love you. I bought you a crayon, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> love, we use love so you know, just, well, I love this and I love that and, and, and love everything. And, but God is love. This is not a human style of love. This is not a people interpretation of love. As Jamie Malcolm said last week, this is agape love, unconditional love. It's who He is, which means He started it. His love came first. This is really important. It is our love for God is a result of God's love for us. He started it. He started it. And so when I think that it's down to me to make God love me, I have the wrong idea of love. God started it. He's the guy who initiated it. God will continue to initiate it. You didn't initiate God's love for you. Helping people didn't initiate God's love for you. Going to church didn't initiate God's love for you. Giving didn't initiate God's love for you. Nothing you did initiated God's love for you. It was all Him. I remember when I, I met Jesson. We're at a group hangout. And if you're single, group hangouts are good. So just get a whole bunch of friends together and hang out. And then, you know, you, know, you just see what happens. You know, just let the Lord do His work. And so I was, I was sitting there and, and I, I saw this girl across the table. And I thought, this, this girl is a babe. <laughs> and so I, um, I didn't talk to her the whole night. Good strategy. The night went by and didn't talk, but noticed her, you know. And I, I had this feeling like I'm gonna marry this girl. You know, if I have anything to do with it, I'm gonna marry this girl. And so I said to my friend, um, can I have her number? I, I said to Lucy, give me a number. She's like, 
wow, bro, that's kind of weird. You know, I said, just give it to me. And so I called, I called her. What I did first though, was I called my sister and I said, what should I do? And she said, call her, you pansy. And so, so I did. I picked up the phone and I pressed dial and I'm calling the number. And I don't know if you've ever called a number and then immediately regretted the decision, but it was too late because it was already ringing. <laughs> ring, ring. That was a really old school phone. <laughs> this was way back in the day. Yeah. It's ringing. And I have no idea what I'm gonna say. I have not planned it. It was purely just out of being scared of my sister. And so I call and she picks up and she's like, hey. And I'm like, I say, hi, hi. I hope this is okay. My name's Alex. I got your number from your friend Lucy. And I was just calling to see if maybe you would like to hang out. She goes, oh yeah. (laughs) It was the worst phone call in history. It was shocking. It was terrible. But you know what? So you can all shut up because we got married. Yeah, yeah, if you're gonna clap, if you're gonna. Do it scared. Do it scared, do it scared. Anyway, I, I had to initiate. Jessen didn't even notice me, which is very disappointing. But, but, but I noticed it, I had to, I started it. I, I, took, I started it. This right here, I started it. And what you gotta know about God is your relationship with Him, He started it. He did the cold call. He came from heaven to earth. He bent down. It was nothing you did. It was all Him. And so don't come to church acting all Christian and like you're perfect and you're making God love you and that somehow there's some ranking system because I'm more holy or I'm more Christian then God must love me more. And I grew up here and I did that and I, I read my Bible and I, no, He started it. Yeah. Stop acting like you started it. God started it. He started it. He'll finish it. It's all Him. Yeah. Amen. This is good preaching. He started it, He started it. So now that I know that He started it, it is not about me initiating God's love, it's about my response to God's love. So don't get stuck trying to make God love you, get stuck in God's love. And now because of God's love, I live a certain way. It's based on response. Romans 5 verse eight says, while we were still sinners. Wow, just think about this. Let that marinate like a a chicken roast on Christmas day in your heart and mind while you were still sinners. While, during, as you were sinning, as you were a sinner during that time, He sent Christ. He didn't send Christ because you stopped sinning. He didn't send Christ because you got it all together while you were still void of meaning and purpose, lost and missing the mark in life. While, while. And this is a church for everybody who's in the while. 
This is not a church for everybody who's perfect. If you're perfect, please don't come here because it will not be good. We, yeah. <laughs> Man, if you come to church and don't come to church thinking that everybody here's got it together. In fact, we don't. Let me just tell you now. And church would be perfect if nobody was here because people aren't perfect. And church would be a perfect place if there was no people. But I'm here, you're here, and we messed it all up. While we were still sinners, He sent Christ. While we were still lost and broken. And there's a world out there that is broken and lost. And we're not here for our preference or what we want. We're here for the world. We're not just here for what we can get. We're here because of that love and what we can now give. Love will change your perspective on church. Love will change your perspective. It's not about what I can just get from God because I've already got it. Amazing what happens. You stop trying to get something when you've already got it. I called a young guy, I told you this once before, but I called this guy and I was talking to him, his name's Sateki, he's an islander. And I was talking to him and he's like, hey bro. And I was like, hey bro. And we were talking on the phone. And then at the end of the conversation, he said, oh bro. I said, what? He said, I've lost my phone. He was on the phone. <laughs> I said, no, you haven't. You're talking to me through the phone. Because <laughs> sometimes we're looking for things that we've already got. You've already got God's love. You've already got it. Stop trying to prove yourself to God and just receive it. You are loved. And now because I'm loved, I can share that same love. I'm not in deficit, I'm in surplus. We don't give, we don't serve God, we don't serve people out of deficit. We serve out of surplus. I have all I need because God loves me. I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I got it all. If you don't know Jesus today, you can. And you can have it all, not through religion, but through simply knowing Jesus. He started it. Tell your neighbour, He started it. He started it. My second thought for today is that He settled it. He started it and He settled it. It says in 1 John 4 verse 10, it says after, it says that He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He said, the proof of God's love is Jesus. He settled it by sending His Son. He settled the fact that you are loved for eternity by sending Jesus. He didn't have to, but He did. God, God went from, you know, like you ever, ever seen a jacket in a store or some clothes you like, you know, you've seen it? Okay, just me, all right. If you've ever seen something like that, you look at it, but you don't go and buy it and you look and go, wow, I love that jacket. Well, it's one thing to love that jacket, but real love goes and buys it. You don't really love that jacket. You like the idea of that jacket, but you don't love it because if you loved it, you would go and save whatever you got to save and you go buy it. That's what love is. Oh, wow. No, you like the idea of it. God didn't sit up in heaven and say, I like the idea of all these people. 
I like the idea of loving them. I like the idea that they're my people. No, God said, I love these people, so I'm gonna send my son. And He sent Jesus from heaven to earth to settle the fact that you are loved. So if you're ever feeling like you're not loved, there's one thing you need to do. Look at Jesus. If you ever doubt that your life is of value, look at Jesus. If you're ever feeling because of family, because of life, because of work, because of whatever. If you ever feel like, you know what? I'm not sure if my life is really worth living. I'm not really sure if my life has much meaning. All you need to do is look at Jesus because you were so worth it that God came as a man and died just for you. He settled it by sending Jesus. You are loved. And so now that I know I'm loved, I need to look at it. I need to look at Jesus. Spend time. How, how much time do I spend thinking about the fact that I am loved? This would be a good question to ask. Because we can spend a lot of time thinking about things that tell us that we're not loved. But what you think about most, you move towards. And so if you keep thinking, nobody loves me and I'm not loved and look at my life and look at my past and look at my present and look at my money and look at my money and look at my thing. And, then, and you're, you're basing the fact that you're not loved on your circumstances, basing your value on your situation, but none of those have any weight compared to the fact that Jesus died just for you so that you could know Him. You are loved. It's seen in Jesus. So I need to spend time beholding Jesus. I need to spend more energy thinking about how much He loves me, singing more songs about how God loves me. You know, oh God, I love you. That's good. But you know what a better song is? God, you love me. Your love is reckless thinking and dwelling on the fact that God loves you. you. You, What you're thinking about, you move towards. You ever ridden a bike? Anybody ridden a bike? Who likes bikes? You know, nobody? For a couple of people. I like bikes, but I remember riding a bike and there was a pole. It was about 100 metres away. And I was riding the bike and as I was on the bike, all I could see and think about was this stupid pole on the path. The pathway was like kilometres wide. You know, a bus could have driven down this pathway and there's one pole and I'm riding down there and I'm looking at the road and then I just see the pole. I just, and all I can think about and all I can look at is the pole. And what happens? I hit the pole. One little pole. And I hit it. I could have easily missed it. But isn't this true about our minds and hearts? There'll be one negative thing, a hundred positive things. And that one little negative thing will get your mind and you move towards it. But no, not this Christmas. Amen. And not in this church. We're going to spend more time thinking about God's love, thinking about His goodness, thinking about Jesus and the Gospel and how good it is that you are loved. You don't need to try and find it anymore. It's done. It's settled. Ben, get up here and help me finish. Because when you understand that God started it, God settled it, 
You're free to live not for love. You're free to live from love. This will radically change your life. When I stop living for approval, don't worry about the band, look at me, look at me. When I, when I, when I start living from God's love, it changes everything. I remember my dad owned a pharmacy. It's called Lee's Chemist in Gordon. And I used to walk in there as a five-year-old like I owned the place. You know, and I'd just walk in and just take Panadol. I didn't know what it was. I'd just take whatever I wanted. You know, just walk in, take some Denka rub, just take some jelly beans. How good are pharmaceutical jelly beans? And I'd take them and I just, I would push in. I'd tell people what to do. I just did whatever I wanted. I was so confident, probably a little too confident. But I just walked in there and my shoulders back and I was strutting around. Why? Because it was my dad's. And I knew I'm his son. So I'm good. He owns this place. And if he owns it, so do I. God owns the universe. God owns the world. God owns it all. It's all His. So don't walk around living like this. No, you're victorious. If God is the owner of it all, guess what that means? So are you. You are called to rule and reign in life. And that is not about your circumstance, that's about your heart and your relationship with God. Stop living for, start living from. Ooh, like a, like a note going out of tune. Some of us need to change the song in our soul. Retune. I'll use it. Retune. Reconnect. Some of us are out of tune with the simplicity of the gospel. Some of us have got so complicated in ideas and theology that we've missed what it's really all about. It is about one simple truth you are loved. He started it, he settled it. So now I'm asking you, what is your response? I'm not asking you, what are you gonna do? I'm saying, how are you going to respond? Because what you gotta understand is anything I do for God is simply a response because of His love. It's not to get anything more from God, it's because of His love. Yes, there is blessing and yes, there is favour, but the foundation of it all is this.